I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that secular music existed till I was like 10 or 11, and I heard country music, and I was like, that's not Hosanna. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I think you're going to need to anoint me with some oil. I feel, I feel so unholy. <laughs> What was the average length of the services as you were being raised, Joel? Oh, bro, at least, at least three hours. Whoa, yeah, mm. dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. I had that's way longer than ours. Yeah, we two were to three uh, easy. Yeah, we were hour and a, hour and forty five to two ish. Two was kind of an average time, and then two and a half was the longer longer time. But we three those were maybe revival services mm-hmm. where we had like a special speaker come in and yeah. prayer time went on for a long time Joel's Too like long. revival Too long. every weekend every <laughs> single week where, where, church revival. of god yeah church of god yeah yeah not the fake one the real church of god it's only real Cleveland every... Tennessee you know you yeah. know i know Sea-town. indiana church of god yeah where yeah. so you graduated from Nope, I went. You went. You didn't graduate. I graduated I've from. never asked you that question. <laughs> Joel. Nope. Joel. <laughs> you went. Okay. He said three-hour chapel well, I, uh, every day was hard to keep up with. <laughs> lose, bro. So it's why terrible. did you not finish? What, what happened? Because I decided after high school I was done going to class. I was like, dude, I'm just here for intramural sports and to live and my to life. Jesus. Really? Oh, yeah. So you went to Lee for that, huh? Oh, yeah. That was, you were like, was, I'm going to I'm gonna sow my wild oats at Lee. Absolutely. Like, not a university like uh, nope. wherever That's else. how saved I was. <laughs> Running from the Lord was going to a Christian university <laughs> and skipping chapel. That was... <laughs> 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 flirting with fire now <laughs> so what was the day like what did it look like whenever you had to actually leave college like was it a mom dad conversation was it like you failed out was it just like you quit like what was oh yeah the, I just quit i just, just quit it's like you just knew it's like yeah this yeah. isn't this isn't working ministry out isn't <laughs> wasted a bunch of scholarships it was a real Ooh. fun experience did you use yeah. like the excuse like hey i think the lord's leading me in a different no no no, <laughs> that no. Ain't good He's no. leading me away Dude, from actually, Bible college. So what happened is I went to talk to someone in some some office somewhere about like classes and schedules and blah blah blah, financial aid, all that good stuff. And what turned me off was he. I just met the dude, right? And five minutes later, he was like, "Yeah, I really believe God's like called you to be here, and this is a place for you." Oh no! And immediately I was like, "Yeah, this is all fake." Yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You cannot throw the God spoke to me card. Absolutely. Very often. In the all. admissions office of yeah. a Christian university. Like he says to get that somebody to everybody. To sign back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It yeah. was literally within five minutes of the conversation. It was like on a banner above his desk. <laughs> he on was a wall. reading God from called the computer you here. screen. <laughs> yeah, like the dude, after our last podcast, you know, several people have been watching and replying in chat GPT. We turned some people on to that. Uh, oh, really? Not going to say who, um, but they did watch the last episode and, and multiple students. Oh, I've now used ChatGPT for essays. Good. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. So That's good. That was really good. Help. I'm glad we <laughs> yeah. were able to. So we're resourcing people. And <laughs> look at us go. Yeah. I'm going to ask ChatGPT to write a love letter for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Valentine's Day is coming up. How about that? Like writing it to you or writing no. it for you? For me. On, on my behalf. <laughs> for my wife. It's 2023. Yeah. You never know. ChatGPT, will you affirm me? <laughs> I feel lonely. <laughs> will you make me feel loved? All my wife does is yell at me. But she is due today for Amy, a baby. Amy is due today. Yeah. I could get I could get a call right now. Any moment. It could happen. Any moment. I've been praying it doesn't because yeah. I've got things to do today. But Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. That's I mean, that sounds weird, but selfish. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, would you let the baby stay in a little bit longer? Just a I've day got, more. Got some emails. <laughs> some that I can't messages. possibly send from the hospital room. <laughs> yeah. I gotta have a coffee lunch with no. that guy. Coffee we're, lunch. We're very excited. Coffee lunch? Meeting. It's coffee is delicious. <laughs> well, sometimes coffee is lunch, so. It's true. Oh, yeah. there. In ministry, yeah. coffee is often lunch. Yep. Episode three, here we are. We're doing it. We're doing it. Continuing on, we've got Stephen with us today. What's up? Hello, Stephen. Thanks for Good having me. Good to have you here. Stephen, welcome. Yeah. Hello. You're Good a beautiful times. man. From the other side. Beautiful man. Huh. <laughs> oh. Did she I win any like Grammys? Uh, I don't. I think I saw that she did. I honestly okay. don't know. And she got a kiss from uh, what's his name, The Rock. That was like a dream of hers. Did y'all watch the Grammys? I did not, but I like memes, and so I've been catching up on those. The memes, yeah. memes are great. I watched some of them. Some really? of them. Some of it. Is it them or it? Mm. I would say it. Yeah, I would say it. I would say it. I watched some of it. An award yeah, yeah. show, mm-hmm. singular. Yeah, I would. Yeah. So, what did you think about it? 
Uh, I mean, it's exactly what you expect. So honestly, I turned it off as soon as it got to a performance I didn't want to watch. It's the Sam Smith. Unholy. Sam Smith one. Yeah. Did so you I watch it? it? Uh, I watched a part of it, and then I turned it off. So, Were you with the fam? His... No. No? No. So it wasn't like turn it off because the fam. It was turn no. it off because just like what? I don't. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, it so was one of those. So Sam Smith, it's the, it's, I haven't watched it, but mm-hmm. it's the whole like, it's the demon thing. Like it's called devil. Unholy. It's called Unholy. Is yep. that like a new song? So I'm going to I'm gonna really date myself. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the song. I haven't either. So it's a Sam Smith song, Unholy? Sam Smith, yeah. And then an, another a person sings with him. I, I can't remember their name. They won. It was a song of the, I don't, so it's like song of the year, but in different categories. Hmm. So okay. I don't think it won like song new artist, of the year. Yeah, like it was it. something. Yeah. But it, it did win that award. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a very interesting song, um, and it's a very controversial song. So let's see, let's see what let's see what the lyrics are to "Unholy." Mommy don't know, Daddy's getting hot hmm. at the body shop, ah. doing something unholy. Are they married? He lucky, <laughs> lucky, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> he lucky, lucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ye- yeah. <laughs> More of that. Wow. A lucky, lucky girl. She got married to a boy like you. She'd kick you out if she ever, ever knew about all the explicit. You tell me that you do. Yeah, so that's the verse. And then the course is back to mommy. Don't know daddy's getting Mm -hmm. hot at the body shop. Um, Is the body shop like a mechanic, I'm assuming? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, well, no, I, I doubt I, it's I the mechanic so. shop. <laughs> it's that it's that little boutique in the mall, right? <laughs> yeah, <Replenish>. right. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I'm, I'm pretty sure that the commentary on that is that it's a, a picture of an adulterous relationship. I'm pretty sure, and uh, Daddy is going to a spot where um, he's meeting his yeah he's he's meeting his, his affair lady. and yeah. and it's freaky. Their lyrics are liberating. Uh, this is how For they who? explore queer joy. Oh, okay. boy. This song is definitely on repeat. This is from uh, Stylecaster.com. Uh, after going incredibly viral, everyone must save Have Unholy by Sam Smith and Competrus, whatever, how you say it, name, lyrics stuck in their minds, right? English center German pop artists revealed their single Unholy in September 22. Uh, Smith teased the song on TikTok, blah, 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 blah. The song they won for Best pop duo group performance at the, that's what the uh, okay. the uh, award was. So this is Kim Petras Petras. I don't know first Grammy nomination, and she's the first trans artist to take home a Grammy award. It feels like emotional, sexual, and spiritual liberation. We're gonna have to talk about that statement. Emotional, in a press sexual, release. and spiritual. Yeah, it was liberation. beautiful with this album to sing freely again. Oddly, it feels like my first ever r- record, and it feels like a coming. Of age, that's obviously um, Smith. Yes. Okay. It's gonna be uh, a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to talk about um, because one, you know. So this is this is I'll 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 play devil's advocate, (laughs) right? Um, I see what you did there. I like that play on words. Clever. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people are like, oh hey, look, dressing up in that way and you know doing that kind of stuff. It's not. It's not actually. Like, say, okay, whether it's satanic worship or whatever the case is, it's mm-hmm. not actually those things because it's just like a costume. Might it's call just it this art. or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's just go ahead and and let's just back up into Bible times real quick. Let's just go there. Sure. And the things that we read about with, like, pagan worship and whatnot, right? And it's like you could almost look at that and say, ah, man, they weren't really worshiping anything. You know what I'm saying? They were just like mm. – they were just – you know, whatever, and then we just kind of in our culture are emulating those those word pictures. But it's like, what's the real difference? Yeah. Instead of having like actual like golden calves and maybe people's pagan mindset in regards to they actually thought those things were gods. You know, they mm-hmm. like of some sort, right? They had this pagan mindset of the sun and like what the sun does. They would worship what the sun does. You know, um, it's funny. I actually was just uh, watching a, a lecture on that for a little bit, but. What's the difference between what happened back then and what happens now? It's just now they're on a stage and they've got nice lights and good sound, but it's the same it's the same actions being done. So like yeah. is it satanic worship? Is it just a joke? Is it just a play? Uh, Am I correct know? in saying did I just hear this correctly that 
before the performance, Sam Smith tweeted an invitation to worship. Yeah, and then... Um, yeah. Well, that's what he was just talking about. That's what uh, CBS did. Okay. Yeah, CBS responded. But that was him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me, let me get the actual tweet. So that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm going with yours. It appears that there was an attempt to worship something, someone, somehow. Or worship could just be a, a fun word to throw around and say, ah, I'm just going to worship. Yeah, and well, that's what they would say, and yeah. that's my point. Is like we're just playing around with words. Like they don't really have power. Like it's like whatever, but it's it's like we're actually saying the words. Mm-hmm. We're we're as a culture, we're saying the words, we're doing the actions, we're doing all of it, but then we're saying, oh, it's, it has no power to it. And it's like, wouldn't that be the way that the enemy would kind of like slip satanic worship back into a culture is by saying that it's not really satanic worship? I mean, if I were going to, that's probably how I would do it. Just make it, like, it doesn't really matter, but then all of a sudden you've got, like, you know, millions, billions of people watching the videos, singing yeah. the lyrics. Uh, you know, it's all, like, sacrilegious. It's it's all this stuff. And then, you know, marrying into it, uh, the whole idea of sexual liberation. Emotional and spiritual. And spiritual liberation. Yeah. Like, that's. I think that's the problem, is that there's this idea that your sexual identity who you are sexually is the highest form of liberation sure. in your in a, like holistic liberation. I think that's like the root system of all of this. It's like, man, if you could, if you sleep with whoever you want and if you can live that part of you out, like that's where true liberation is. And j- let's just plug in other things like, oh man, if you were to, you know, if heroin is like the thing that makes you feel most liberated. Yeah. Just like, just By do all that. means. Just, yeah. And just like, like go after that more and more, and it's like we already know what that's going to lead to, right? It's going to lead to sickness. It's going to lead to uh, uh, pain, Ultimately but yet it's just death. like it's just yeah. like yeah. I, I think you know you, you let in with like let's just assume because because what people are going to do, let's just say somebody who is cool with that song listens to this podcast, and they're going to say you guys are overreacting, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Is, right. is it is it? Is it, does it really have to go there? It's just art, right? And so my, my rebut to that would be that, you know, because as somebody, and all of you are creatives in, in your own right, and so when you're creating, you understand that art is not amoral. Art is either moral or immoral, mm-hmm. and it's based on what's inside of you. It's an expression of who right. you are. It's a, it's a soul expression. That's why the scripture teaches us that guard your heart, for out of it flows yeah. all issues of, of, of life. And so when you see someone expressing themselves artistically, they may say, it's just art. I'm just being creative. I'm just expressing. Yet you're expressing the seed of what's in your soul. Exactly. Yeah. And and so whether or not it has the ability to to carry an agenda with it, whether or not it's an anthem that a certain audience would want to adopt, it doesn't matter because the we're talking strictly about the value of the art, and the value of the art is is either moral or immoral, and you can't get away from that. And so the question is then, how do you define morality? Is that moral or not? Yeah. And, and, and if you don't start there, like you're going to have a really difficult time helping somebody understand why this matters. You know. Well, morality, if it even exists, right? And I think that's, right. that yeah. is that's yeah, an if argument. You, yeah. If you start like distilling things down and boiling down, that's why pushing back on things like this or pushing on things like this matters is because it, it does it gets to those actual questions. The questions yep. of is it just art? Is it amoral? Is it moral? Of course, I believe it is. I think we all believe that it is. Um, I don't think that you can separate that right. because it does come from within. And maybe people that aren't artistic or creative don't understand that. Maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah. Is like maybe if you've never written a song or you've never done something like that, you don't understand that there's a it's whenever you write a song, it's a part of you. It's your belief system that is coming out. Yeah. Well, here here's an argument that some people that agree with his performance are saying. And I don't want to know what you guys think about this. Yeah. 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 Uh, but they're saying the song is about a man committing adultery, which is considered an unholy act. And Sam Smith is dressed as and playing the part of the devil on the man's shoulder, tempting him to cheat. And the girl is playing the one who's who would be cheating with. So they're saying the song is all okay. about adultery. But where that gets weird for me is why why invite people to worship them? Like if you know that you're dressing up like what are you worshiping in that point in, in regards to creativity uh i do i do whether whether it's immoral or not i appreciate that somebody would exercise the the creative muscle 
right? Yeah. And and try to, but at the end of the day, you know, as a as a uh, consumer, as I'm evaluating the entertainment that I'm exposing myself to, um, man, I have to ask, like, why is it that that's so captivating to me? What is it about that that makes me so drawn to that? Why and, am I connecting so yeah. deeply? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I am not surprised by people doing performances like that. Right. I'm not, like, yeah. like one thing I've always said is to expect people who don't know God, you know, to, and love God to act like they do is just insane. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like, so I'm not like, like stuff like this doesn't throw me off. Like, oh, I can't believe society. We're going to hell in a yeah. handbasket. Yeah. Like when you turn we've, on the Grammys, you should expect to <laughs> yeah. see something yeah. like that. We've been, we've been going to hell in a handbasket, you know, like since... And, and it's not well, that's worse <laughs> than it's ever been. No, right. and that's like, that overreaction yeah. that we're yeah. talking about. That's the the reaction that people are like, "Oh, you guys are so prude." You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. dude, like for you, you turned it off because it's like, is that's idolatry? It's sexual immorality. It's all being displayed yeah. and it's being worshipped. And what I mean by worship is this values being placed on it. So worship is about placing value on something. It's yeah. not about. That's kneeling, good. so it's not about kneeling before something or moving your body, raising your hands, or, or offering up some sort of incense. I don't yeah. know. Worship's a, worship's a heart thing, yeah. And so when people look at that, some people are are in them in them of themselves. They are worship. They worship that mindset. They're worship. They put value of that type of lifestyle above God. Yeah. Right. Which of course, again is what's going to always happen with people who are far from God. Yeah. Not surprised by that. But whenever people who say that they know and love God uh, defend that or yeah. or whatever, it's like, man, what are you defending? Are you defending the artistic expression that we shall have freedom of artistic expression? Or are you defending the mindset and the the, the ideology, the worldview that's actually underpinning yeah. the, right. the whole expression? And that's a deeper conversation. Yeah. You know? But even if you want to defend the artistic expression, which I, I affirm that people, well, I mean, let's just talk about freedom of speech. Freedom right? of speech. I, you should right. absolutely have freedom of speech. Yeah. Yep. Our nation's built on that. I'm, I'm, I, I value that. Uh, however, I have the freedom to worship how I choose to worship. And, yeah. and if I choose to worship, uh, in other words, put value on something that actually diminishes the way that I would value God, or you know, is is contrary to how God calls us to worship. Well, I've exercised my freedom of choice and chosen to worship at the idol of well, whatever that is, you know. And I've got some names that I would throw out there, but I mean, well, so liberation, sexual liberation. We believe that first off, we're only truly liberated in Christ ultimately from sin and death. Yep. And for Christians, that's our plumb line. Mm -hmm. And so to use words like liberation, all that, what it is is that people who follow that ideology are finding their salvation. Yeah. They're finding their freedom. That's They're yeah. finding their freedom of expression. Now, long term, as it plays out, I mean, who knows? In 10 years, it might they might need liberation in something else. Yeah. You know, because you have to continue to search for things that that don't wear off. Because sexual liberation in regards to like it's going to wear off, yeah. Because it's not a true part. It's not a. Um, it's not a part of your identity that's eternal. You know what I'm saying? Like what I mean by that is we are going to be redeemed eternally through Christ. We're not going to be redeemed and set free eternally through how we live out sexually on this earth in regards to like joy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, it's just it's a completely different. It's a it's a conversation that will never. There's not a resolve to it. But it's literally just which path you're going to take. Yeah. And well, so, some people, you know, one of the questions because I saw uh, apparently Maverick City uh, was on there mm -hmm. with uh, what Quave from Migos. Migos, that's correct. And uh, so, so Migos' nephew was uh, was his name, uh, Takedown or whatever, and uh, he gets murked. And so Quave does this homage to uh, his nephew, and Maverick City is not on the stage representing, you know, as Maverick City, you would expect Maverick City. That's a Christian worship band, if you're not familiar with them, um, that, you know, has some songs that are that are uh, really nice, and a lot of people like them, and, and they're on the Grammys uh, actually doing a cover for Migos. Oh, really? Yeah, doing it. Like, they didn't, they didn't sing one of their own jams. They, they, didn't, they didn't bring their own conviction. They sung Quaves or Migos, 
background vocals. Uh, and so, you know, there's, there's a question out there about, well, cause you're talking about audience and involvement, like consuming, is this stuff that you want to, you know, consume? Well, yeah. you know, it's like how, how much cooperation does the believer have yeah. in settings like these around content like this? That's a big question. It is. And, and I think a lot of people over the years, like, let's just take the church for a second. And, and, and rightly so we've, we've been unhelpful in the evangelism conversation over the years where we've um, been pushy, unloving, uh, and, and so many other adjectives. But so what we do is we, we overcompensate yeah. and we say, well, now we're just going to love and we're only just going to, we're just going to get around people sure. and we're going to expose ourselves to people and we're going to let them see Christ in us and we're never going to testify. We're yeah. never going to proclaim. We're never. And so there's this argument. Well, well, that's just the work of evangelism that they were done. How close does the believer yep. get to those spaces before they're in a position where there's compromise? Yeah. Some people were absolutely in love and in support of what you just said of man, infiltrating the music, you know, expressing Christ to people, to people that we can never get close to, they're Jesus to them. So you got that camp, and then you've got the whole other camp that says, I mean, these people aren't even Christian. Right. They're they're not close to God. They've they've sold their soul to the devil. I saw some of those types <laughs> yeah. of thoughts. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the whole music industry is like yeah. you, it's all about money. It's all about fame. They say the same thing about well, the church. I, I was about to go there. This whole thing, <laughs> this qu- no no okay. Here you go. I, right. I knew that's goes. where we were going. Make space. Like, okay, okay. He's been holding this so, in. So since I was a teenager, literally, even I mean, even before that, this conversation has been always a thing. It's always a thing of Christian. Are you a Christian band or are yeah. you a Christian who's in a band? Yeah. And so back in the early 2000s, uh, Christian rock was like huge. Yeah. And I mean, Skillet was coming on the scene. You had bands like that that were coming up. Um I'm I'm still a big Under Oath fan. Like yep. you know, I can't say a lot about their new music, but back in the day, like huge fan. And so what? But what you had in the Christian rock realm is you had Christian Christian bands. You got Switchfoot, right? Like all back in the day, and they were all underneath this umbrella of Christian yep. bands. And you know what? They actually made music that mattered, mm-hmm. and they made music that that rivaled or was the same quality of artistry yeah. as secular music. Yep. And that's what we we would always call it, you know, secular and Christian music. And so, and depending, you know, we kind of joked about it earlier, but the way that you were raised, it was like there's a hard line between secular and Christian music. And so what you were doing as a kid is you were trying to find Christian artists who actually sounded good and were underneath this umbrella of Christianity. That way you could actually listen to it and not be ashamed of it, you know. And by the way, a lot of people that have deconstructed from church and all that kind of stuff, it's all related to that season of purity and separation from the world. And there was a lot of purity in the heart of that. But um, there was it was legal. It got legalistic. But what happened was a lot of these bands that I was following, they started saying, well, because Christians would put such um, uh, pri- not priorities, but like they would put such boundaries around what where they could play and what they would, uh, and if they played in a bar, oh, they yeah. would get ripped in half. Right? Yeah. I, why why aren't you playing in the church? And then why are you playing at that bar? Yeah. And and all of a sudden, what happened with a lot of these bands? They said, "Fine, then if you're going to be like that to us, we're going to." By the way, whenever we do go to a church, you don't feed us well. You know, you treat us like trash. Mm-hmm. And we you don't, don't get paid. Pay us most you don't, of the time. Yeah, we can't make a living in the church, in the Christianity, yeah. Christian world, Christian scene. So we're going to go to where we actually get paid and where people, it's contracts and whatnot to where we can actually have a house for our family, you know? Yeah. And um, because True. it is a career, it is. It, so, so, but what happened, what I saw was we're not a Christian band, we're Christians in a band. And what that did was it, in one sense, I disagreed because I'm like, you know, the artistry, right? Like whatever comes out of you, like you're, you're a Christian band. If you're a band, if you're a group of people who are Christians, you're a Christian band. But what happened was it was, that was out of a a reaction to what you were saying earlier about historically, uh, a judgy, um, kind of a, Mm -hmm. a, a condescending legalistic vibe in the church. And so all these artists, let's just talk about it. There's artists who are Christians who nowadays, if you make good Christian music, there's Christians who criticize you for making good music because it sounds too much like the world. And yep. it's like hymns were written and they sounded like the world back sure. in the day. What? What's the difference between having a nice synth or whatever if you're in the rock or if you're in, you know, what you know, EDM or whatever? 
doing all of those things because that's how we've been taught to express. People that wrote songs back in the 80s, the, the, and they were kind of on the front end of Christian music, it sounded like 80s music yep. because they were in the 80s, and so they were trained like just in culture to like that style, yep. and they took that style and they, they expressed their worship from their heart through that filter of that style. So style to me is amoral. It's amoral. Totally Whether agree. you have a guitar or an organ or a piano, it's all amoral. Would you say yeah. in relationship to style that you've seen a lot of people with maybe a sentiment of a time gone by when they remember the height 100%. of their faith? Absolutely. And, just like, and, and so they relate to that style. Yes. They prefer that style. And everybody else needs to, come to, to, to experience God the way that I experience God. And that's and the I, way that you can. Yeah, right. I experience yeah. God in worship, like in regards to praise, like music in, in worship settings. With Hillsong United stuff, yeah. with like like Heart of Worship, that that's great. But we don't have to like. We, that's not the only expression. Yeah, right? don't put that burden on me. No. So then, what happens is Christian worship, like worship artists, they write these songs, and they get a Grammy or they they do whatever. And you have all these people that say it's all emotionalism, and so you can't if you you know we're only worshiping spirit and truth. Like that has nothing to do with us as as human yep. beings, right? So people write songs out of their soul, mind, will, and emotions, okay? And and they express worship from their spirit. It's spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's spirit and it's truth. And they express music. And then the church, I'll say that very, very loosely, the church overall, a large percentage, they don't look at it and say, wow, that's great art. They look at it looking for the the wrong theo- theology. Yeah. They look at it looking for they look for the things the cracks that yeah. they can you know accentuate. Sure. And there's such criticism around it that yeah, of course, Christian music is always going to be 20 years behind. We have we do have an art problem in the church, yeah. Yeah. but Absolutely. it comes from the criticism of the church. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it, the mm. theology is never right. Yep. The the style's never right. So well, the artists who want to go. And actually make a difference yeah. can't because when they stand on the stage and they get a Grammy, right. if they do it, if they're doing it the right way, yeah. you take a Brandon Lake, he stands up there and oh, straight yeah. up says Jesus Christ. He gets he gets so much criticism. Brandon yeah, Lake does, does yeah. because he's a part of different worship teams that people have problems with those, yep. their theology. I have problems with some of those churches' theology too. Sometimes we have a problem with each other's theology. Yeah. Absolutely. This whole idea that everybody's going to be lockstep hundred percent of the time it's unrealistic, it's idealistic, and it's going to ruin. All unity in the church. Where is the threshold of cancellation of someone? You know what I'm saying? Where's the threshold? And then uh, how about guilty by association? So if this person has yeah. ever been in a relationship with this person or this person, and I disagree with this person, do I automatically cancel that person? Where's the line? Where is the line? Yeah, right? Yeah. And so uh, what's her face? Uh, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Queen B, right? Uh, is that what they call her? Oh, we got the B right here. Is that what shout she, out? Shout out Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out Beyonce. Beyonce with two E's. Yeah. She uh, says in the Grammys, uh, man, I just want to thank God. And she stops in a moment of prayer and worship and said, just thank God. Right. And uh, and and so so there's this messaging going out that Beyonce obviously thanks God. You have these these real big figures that portray a certain sort of worship unto God. Now, the interesting thing is, is that Beyonce's husband, Jay-Z, he calls himself Hove, and she calls him Hove. Well, the reason that Jay-Z is called Hove is because it's short for Jehovah, and he's made himself a god since I can remember. So the way that they interpret God is different, but the way that a young, maybe Christian, hears Beyonce talking is, oh, she's a Christian, she, she's giving thanks to God, and so it must be okay for me to listen to this music. And I think this is where I think a lot of people begin to get concerned about the industry and the lack of clarity, the ambiguity, which is, okay, so Maverick City's on the platform, you know, people are listening to, to you know, quote-unquote secular music, uh, and, and it seems okay because they're affirming, man, God's obviously in this, but... Is that is that is there danger? Is there risk in the young believer, you know, turning themselves onto a Beyonce whose husband is is like straight up like Antichrist type language? Uh, and I don't mean like Antichrist coming for the end of the world. I mean like just no. an, yeah. against Christ, right? right. Uh, Self idolatry, uh, blasphemous ultimately, uh, and 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 they're all tied together. So where's the line? How how does it, how does somebody navigate that? And and you, you don't want to be legalistic. 
Well, I think whenever they say God, they're not talking about God, totally, like our yeah. God. I think that's one. Th- so discernment. Everybody has a God. Mm-hmm. Discernment, discernment comes in, right? Discernment. So like, yeah, whenever somebody says God, it doesn't mean Jehovah. Like, it doesn't mean God of the Bible. Yep. Like what we as more tr- nowadays, especially more traditional Christians, like our our orthodoxy is becoming more and more traditional mm-hmm. as this as the day goes on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we all of a sudden fall into this this category to a certain extent, and um, so yeah, whenever somebody says God, what do they mean? Uh, what do they believe about Jesus? But the thing about little gods, that's in the church. Yep. So people, you know, people preach that that we are little gods. You got Kenneth Copeland, you got Bill Johnson, you got these guys that yeah. they all have that theology, yeah. which we don't agree with at all. Uh, yeah. It's like we are not, we don't. Our DNA doesn't change into some sort of deity whenever we, you know, get saved. That, that that's erroneous. It's not scriptural. It's 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 not right. Now. Where's the threshold between right. somebody in the church sure. having theology, saying things that are uh, uh, outside of those? And where does heresy come in? Yeah. Where does, you know, there, I think there's a difference between error and heresy. Yeah. I think error, you're not everything. I think we're, by the way, I think we all have an element of, her, uh, of error. I, I really do. I, I don't, I think yeah. Jesus had perfect doctrine. I think that all of us see dimly, right, yeah. through 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 the glass, and and so we all have our filters, we all have our experiences, yep. we all have our pet doctrines, and so let's not be spiritually prideful, even as Orthodox Christians, you know, to say who who feel like we have right doctrine and orthopraxy, yep. right right practice, to say that that we're a hundred percent. I don't know. So where is the line, Micah? You you got uh, teenagers, mm-hmm. high schoolers, mm-hmm. and a middle schooler, mm-hmm. right? And so. Um, you're raising them in this culture. They've got access, exposure, all of those things. How do you as a father serve your kids and help them, well, discern? You know, this whole time during this conversation, um, because it's so broad, there's so many, so many people claiming God. I, I mean, it's, it's the queen bee, praise be to God, you know, but everyone, everyone worships God, whoever that is for them. Um, I'm reminded of the scripture. It says, wide is the gate. It leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate. So yeah. um, lots of lots of these conversations through practical... So I can't tell you how many TV shows have been paused or muted and said, okay, here, here's the differentiating factor between what they just said. American Idol is one of those all the time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm amazed at how many people grow up in the church and end up hating the church because of, of what happened in the church to them and church became their God. Um, so we actually have a lot of conversations around that church isn't God. Um, it's it's the place where we come to worship our God as a as a gathering, as a family, as the body. Um, but it comes through um, Jesus. It, it comes through practical day to day things that we talk about a, a lot. Um, so um, having conversations around um, we have we've had conversations around denominations. <laughs> uh, what is this? Um, but also differentiating the word uh, and talking about like universalism. Uh, what is that? Uh, do all roads actually lead to the same spot? I believe this comes down to what we call apologetics. We don't call it, but uh, you know, that's the word. It's being able to give a reason for our faith. Um, I, I think for, for a lot of people um, that have grown up in the church, there hasn't been an apologetic attached to uh, their belief system. So we knew what to believe, but we had no clue why yeah. we were supposed to believe it. Yep. So we had the right answer until the answer was tested, and all of a sudden we didn't pass the test. We had the answer, but it was it was a straw. It was a straw man, and it was like, oh man, yeah. what is this? And then one person that brings something um, a little bit more convincing that has any sort of structure underneath the belief system became the new belief. So I think that's one of the reasons that a, that. You know, the statistics are out there that teenagers said, what is it? I think it's 75% that grow up in the church, run from the church. Um, I think that's one of the reasons. I think the other reasons is just straight up people go on faith journeys, man. Um, because the, the, the thing that's not being communicated is, okay, 75% leave, but then it's about 25 to 30% come back. Um, so we don't celebrate that type of stuff. So, um, you know, I think a lot of this is all one giant conversation that I think we've been under-resourced, uh, not not at the church's fault, but at the parents' fault, the house's fault, because uh, it's my job. It's my job to know and then be able to disciple my own family, teach my own family, which comes through me growing first. 
Well, I yeah. think there is some responsibility in the church to help families grow, like through Sunday, through groups. Mm-hmm. I, I think the common thing we talked about is, uh, you know, through conversations, but that really comes through community, is having other people to talk through these things with. So it's like, dude, what do you think about this? Because I'm not really sure. Yeah. And kind of your point, it's the whole thing. It's the same concept of like showing your work in math. It's like, it doesn't yeah. matter if you've just been yeah. told an answer your yeah. whole life. Like, that's not how you learn. It's just, let me tell you that's what it really is. really good. It's like, you need to know the steps it took to get to this so that when someone asks you, you feel confident in it. It was really the thing of like, oh no, this is real because I did this equation to get to this point. Yeah. yeah. We're living in a chat GPT society. Yeah. Where... It's so easy to get the answers, but we have no idea how we got there. Yeah, yeah. So, who's informing those those answers? Uh, yeah, I think you know for parents it is hard. Like, it, there's no getting around it. It's difficult. Uh, you know, for me right now, it's like, how do I introduce Ariana? She's 11, and how do I introduce her to the real conversations? Yep. Uh, not not just theologically, but but morally, life, you yeah. know, sexually, all these all these conversations. And you know, we're in a context where she's in a small school. Um, you know, kind of a controlled environment. And so she hasn't been exposed to a lot of things that a lot of other 11-year-olds have been exposed to at like five, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I understand that. But uh, but we're like, okay, I've got a book right now. It's, you know, how we're going to talk to her about biblical sexuality. And um, it's, it's for kids, like it yep. makes sense, but it's very honest, yeah. but it's biblically sound, right? Um, but thinking that way as a parent before it comes, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got some books here on set, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about as you're talking, theological books, reasonable faith, like apologetically, how do yeah. we defend our faith? Because um, our our faith is reasonable yeah. and our young people need to hear that. And yeah, we do need to talk through these things and we will talk through them I, I do, a lot. I do find <laughs> it interesting and I think it's important that we acknowledge there is a, a different battlefront now because now parents that are educating their children on biblical sexuality it's it's being put into a box saying, well, that's that's uh, sexually abusive. Yeah, um, right. So, like, all of a sudden, sure, me man. training up my child in a belief system mm-hmm. is is well non liberating. It's it's putting them in a box. It's not allowing them to be who. And like, there's some uh, you know countries that are discussing making those laws that says it's criminal to educate your child in that in that category. So, I, I think you know if you were to go back to that idea of overreaction. Uh, Sam Smith, um, what is it inside of us that causes us to overreact? Well, if, if we're believers, we have the Spirit of God in us, we love what God loves, and we hate what God hates, obviously there's going to be some degree of, um, man, I, I, I don't want to see the lasciviousness, like I don't want to see this, sure. this, this kind of behavior. I, I want to see it from my own eyes. Uh, I love people. I, I want to see salvation come to those people. Um, I don't believe they know God, uh, but at the same time, I, I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of what they're doing because the Spirit of God is in me and I know what is true, right? Yeah. And so when it comes to discerning and knowing that line, I think one of the things that a lot of people, there's a couple things. I think one of the things that a lot of people overreact about is this concern that this culture is going to impact our children. And right. so if you go yeah. back to, which I, I have a degree of concern that the exposure will continue to get higher. The culture is going to affect it, our children. It is going to impact our children. But if we, if we as parents and as a community of believers are faithful to continue to do the best that we can, yep. we don't have to walk in fear. Uh, train a child up in the way that they go, they'll not depart. That doesn't mean that they're not going to struggle. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have hard seasons. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they might even know God. I mean, who knows? But what I do know yep. is we have a responsibility to train up our children in the way yeah. that they go. Yep. And in that, we can trust that God and trust that he's going to give them the conscience of the Holy Spirit and and we don't have to fear. And so yeah. I think that fear is is a big part of the overreaction. And so, you know, taking responsibility, doing what we're responsible for, it kind of mitigates some of that. And so that's one thing. I think the second thing you just brought up is this is a really important point. When they begin to legislate what you believe and and they begin to try to tell you how to how to talk and how to think and how to be and how you're gonna raise your kids, it, it's not it's not fear as much that wants to propel you, but you do begin to want to protect the house. Yeah. You, you're gonna protect your neck and and so I think a lot of people see what's happening. It's very visible. There, there is legislation to the country north of us, yeah. to countries across the water from here. I mean, it's happening. Yep. Uh, and, and, and there's plans from some people that would like to see it happen more fast uh, in more places. And so the reality of it is, is we're going to encounter this. 
And so, you know, rather than overreacting, it's be intentional. Yep. It's be intentional, be faithful. So that was a hot take. That was a, we're not going to do hot takes. We don't that need was it. That was a full, that was a very, very hot take. That was a steaming take. Caliente. Yes. Mucho's, Mucho's hotto. So uh, moving into Q&A here. <laughs> Are we okay um, here? <laughs> no, we're great. No, it's good. It's good. You know, you just gotta, sometimes you just got to, yeah. Well, some yeah, episodes are going to be more like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. you're going to laugh a little bit more. Some yeah. you're going to whatever, whatever bit. you're feeling. Same yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll turn it off. Yeah. Uh, we got one. E- <laughs> we got one email this week. Uh, it's from the person asking about a fridge. Are we this, still asking about the fridge? Well, oh. maybe, maybe not. I don't understand. They said, yeah, do we have why? Yeah. After watching episode two, mm-hmm. I can tell that my request for refrigerator on set has been escalated to the highest priority. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they would get a fridge, we I would think I'm about. I'm glad that you feel heard. Yes, feel oh, valued, yeah. valued, Amen. affirmed. You, you are a valued member of yes. this community. Aww. Yes, yes, we have a community. Northwood NC Unscripted community. Look at us go. What should we call our fan base? Every you know, I there's always a fan base. Scrubscribers. Scrubscribers. Scrubscribers is what we said. Scrubscribers. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like. This. You like that? Scrubscribers. Scrubscribers. That's Q and A. Look, if you have any topics you want us to talk yes, about, yes. drop it in the email, bro. If you don't have a question, that's fine. You can even comment. Yeah. You could comment, comment, say, "Hey, talk about this," or DM us. DM yeah. us. Like so, honestly, we said. We don't like to email, so I'm aware that there's a lot of people that don't I, yeah, like I to email. I understand that, also. Uh, but we did say drop a comment last week. Brent said it. I'd estimate about 48 times. Yeah, yeah we only showed a couple, and I'm the yeah. only one that's dropped a comment on anything. I'll really? say that. So drop an email, drop a comment if there's anything you want to talk about. I think we're going to throw some stuff on IG as well, maybe like the day before. Be yes, like, sir. hey, what do you want us to talk about this yeah. week? So yeah. Yeah. let us know what you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, other than that, what do we? We got sermon review. Sermon review. We Sermon have the unique review. thing where we preached a different message everywhere this week. Yeah. Which Ooh. is wild. Four locations, four sermons. Ooh. Yeah. Almost five. What? <laughs> <laughs> five sermons or five locations? Why, Stephen? Why do we almost have five oh, sermons? yeah. Because I almost preached two in one. <laughs> it was like, it, was, it wasn't the trinity of messages. It was like, the, what, is, what's, what would be two? What's the two and one? What would be two and one? Docity? Duble? Duble? <laughs> not Dubleity. Divinity. Double, that's not double. right. That's yeah, I don't. Trinity. So, yeah, I just went a little long. A little long. And why did you yeah. do that? I was moved by the Spirit, brother. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, bro. Yeah. Was because it good? your message was. Hey, if anybody was in the Ocean Springs location <laughs> for that message. Dude, I did hear last night. I was there for rehearsal. I heard you got booed. <gasps> oh, my goodness. You got booed? I you got booed. This. There was a moment. I got why? That's, uh, that's why he made him stay longer. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna boo me? Yeah. <laughs> I got lots left. Yeah, I got plenty of shots to fire." No, you have to explain that. Yeah, no. So there was a moment, you know, uh, I did preach on the Holy Spirit, and uh, you know, there was a number of topics that we went through. But I touched on, you know, how God puts gifts inside of all of us to be used for His glory and the building up of the church. And so and, far, uh, there's no room for boo. Yeah, right. No, no. Yeah. So. Um, and, and I don't think there's any room for boo ultimately anyway. And so the one who booed is, really needs to see the Lord about this. No, okay. no. She did boo me later after service because oh. I, I got in trouble with her about something. But uh, you know how sometimes you accidentally say something about your personal life? And she's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, <clears throat> so I was like, I mean, take John, for instance. <clears throat> John, if you were to just look at him, he looks like an ordinary guy. Shout out, John, <laughs> bass player, Ocean Springs. Yeah, John, John Henley. I said, look at John. He's an ordinary guy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect him to be overly gifted just by looking at him. Oh, wow. Wow, dude. Yeah, it, it sounds it was, like a respecter of persons. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, and I, I told the story about how John cultivated this untapped gift in his life and, and went in and has been faithful. And I built him up, and the place roared for him and championed him. But we had one guy go to bat for John. And he yeah. defended John, right? Rightly so. It's just, yeah, you're yeah, like, look yeah, at John. Yeah. He looks like he wouldn't be able to do anything. Look, he looks worthless. It's not, quite, worthless. <laughs> it's not the, quite the way I said it. Okay? <laughs> it kind of comes across that. Is that how it was taken? Is that why the person booed? Because of what we were just saying? Like, like, come on, man. No. Oh, what they booed? No. Well, I mean, it was that, but it wasn't like it, like none of them knew. I, all of them knew I wasn't serious. You know. Nobody, well, of course. Yeah. So yes, he. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't think that whoever booed seriously booed you. Yeah. I thought right, it's right. like a humorous. Yeah, boo. the whole thing was humorous. Yeah. The whole thing, and John's like, you know, playing on that whole thing too. Yeah. You know? yeah so we. It was, it was yeah, a fun. We boo. It was fun. Yeah, it was a, a fun, a fun boo. boo. It was a fun jank. 
It was yeah. A, yeah, it was it was fun all the way around. Jank. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. A long time. That's one of those Bring youth words that were cool. <laughs> and now you use them. People that are like yeah. teenagers like jank. I will never stop using I grew up on that, man. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I'm one, bad with I'm bad with uh, Dude, I'm faithful. Let me give you one new I still word. say junk. This is a new word that's going around right now. Uh like everyone under eighteen will have no clue what this means. But do you know what it means? It, under eighteen? Under eighteen will know. Oh, okay. And so because I'm still a student pastor, I, I'm learning these things still. Riz, R-I-Z-Z. I have recently seen it, and I don't know what it means. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard people use it, and I agree. I, I So I don't use it because I'm scared that it actually means something like super inappropriate. So I'm like, no I'd cap. Be like, <laughs> no cap. Riz. That's how I'd be like, uh, <laughs> like, dude, you can't say that. So, you know? so it's it's... Do you look like attractive to the other person? Like, and if you've got, and I might be wrong even in how I'm saying this. Oh no! But like, am am I? I think the actual word is seductive. Ooh, oh, yeah. So it's so like, if you're like, are you Rizzy? It means like seductive, or it's like I'm Rizzy. I don't like how you looked at me in the eyes and asked <laughs> if I was Rizzy. <laughs> I was genuinely asking you. Dude. I'm a you think grizzly I look bear, baby. <laughs> a grizzly bear, grizzly. Yeah. So it's they use Riz in a lot of different. I have noticed that. I've, yeah. I've, it's it's Riz, and you replace certain words. Rizley Adams. <laughs> oh yeah. Washington Rizards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. Anyway. So it means seductive Jank. or just like good. I mean, they don't. So it's more in the seductive world. Like, am I seducing you? Is my Riz seducing you right now? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... Uh, Thanks for sharing that bogging. with us. I'm going to use it as often Dude, as I'm, possible. I'm going to yeah. drop that when I get <laughs> yeah. tonight. You might get booed. <laughs> hey, hey, girl. Yeah. Is Riz doing it for you? <laughs> I'm feeling busy. I'm, I'm all rizzed out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, see, that's why I don't use words like yeah. that in like without really knowing it. Because like, I've yeah. heard it. But like I'm, I'm not gonna say it's it. It's fun when your kids reach the age where they it's cool for them to say stuff, but it's not for you. So you yeah. just start to throw it out there all the all time. The time. Like, yeah, you just ruin every word that they. Y'all want some of this Rizzy spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna drizzle some of this spaghetti sauce on these noodles. <laughs> no cap. No cap. No cap. This is I'm risen. No bussin'. cap. <laughs> What's bussin'? Is that just like this is awesome? It's bustin'. So good. Dude. No. They say bussin'. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I'm going to start saying that when you and go for it now. Ooh, that's bussin'. Bussin'. I didn't know if it was like bussin'. (laughs) 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 You know, like, I don't know. Dude, when you did this, that was (laughs) to Riz. That was to Riz. (laughs) Magic school bussin'. Dude, he would be a great bus driver. So my kids are going to be a big wheel little guy. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are going to be at a huge disadvantage because I'm teaching them how to say all the words I grew up on. They're going to think it's cool. They're not going to think it's cool. That's all they know. Oh, they're homeschooled. Yeah. Oh God, dude, dude you can't uh, do that. My, my, don't do my, that. To my your kids are gonna be walking around like, "Yo, pass no. that John over here, man." Hey, <laughs> hey, hip hop Thoris. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna think it's all cool, but they're just like the weird kid. Oh, I don't know why I gave you a kid a list. So you know what way. it's like. You know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the uh, that 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 old movie with um, what's his face, where um, they go into a nuclear shelter because they thought it was a nuclear bomb going off. And then he comes out 25 years later, and he's an adult. And so he goes out. Brendan Fraser's in it. It's a Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, dude. I'm a Christian. Dude. Forget about it. Mommy. Uh, y'all can keep mommy. talking. I got to look is it up. It this is legit. No, 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 no. It's after that. I have no clue, bro. And uh, yeah. he comes out. And, dude, he's, like, super behind in yeah. regard. Like, he's still living. Like, no, 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 no. But Jumanji? Brendan Fraser. Would you say Brendan Fraser is um Rizzy? <laughs> is it blast from the past? I think that is. That it. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like he, yeah, yeah. He's like mid twenties or thirties, like error, and he comes or fifties or something like that. And he comes back a little later. And he's kind of dressed like that and yeah. uh, acts like that. Uh, from nineteen ninety nine. I'm defining like yep. the framework of what that type of movie would be. Yep. I have no idea. <laughs> blast from the past, Alicia, uh, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Uh, Silverstone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, your kids are going to be like blast from the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. They're not going to be like that, man. No, they're they're actually pretty cool kids. Yeah, they're cool kids. Yeah. Just don't, just don't teach them all your sayings like they're current. Well, I'm going to teach them all my music. I'm going to teach them all my sayings. Well, like if they know that all yeah. of that is like retro, oh, yeah, yeah, then that's up. cool. But Straight if they up. think it's yeah. like current, no, and no, they're walking around yeah. like 
Yeah. You know, whatever. I don't know, man. You're from Philly. You know what I'm saying? You got that street in you. I don't have street. Yeah. I don't have any street. Is it street or street? Uh, well, down here in the dirty south, in the dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty. It's street. It's street. S K R E E T. Yeah. So that was sermon review. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what we did? <laughs> Holy oh, Spirit, wow. activate. <laughs> so you taught on the Holy Spirit. I did teach on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. I haven't I was, heard it. I, I actually have been greatly impacted by that message. Yeah. Yeah, I've been like challenged, and I feel like God's just doing things in my own heart. I can't imagine... Yeah. You know what is happening in other people's lives. It's got to be just as good. Yeah, it must be. So. <laughs> no, I want to go listen to it because I, I I like I like to hear you teach and and the cool thing about these sermons is that um, we actually didn't get together as a teaching mm-hmm. team on this. It was all uh, which, in case you don't know, we usually do. Whoever's teaching that coming Sunday, we get together. Uh, we get together on the Tuesday before that Sunday to create the message together. But we've already done a whole lot of work before yeah. that. It's not like just what are we going to teach about this week? Yeah. You know, it's. Chat GPT, really ahead of the curve right yeah. now. Thanks yeah, to them, right. <laughs> we know what we're teaching all the way through uh, May right now, yeah, every single yeah. week. So anyway, uh, but we get together and kind of just, I guess, distill it down a little bit more and all that. But anyway, we didn't do that this week, and so, um, so each. So I never was... distilled it down and went fifty-two minutes. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, so so you taught in the Holy Spirit. I yeah. taught, and and Mike ended up he ended up teaching as well on the four soils. Uh, the parable of the sower and the seed, and uh, really great message. I thought I thought it was a great message. I had a good time teaching it. I need to go um, listen to that too. You can listen to it. Yeah, yeah. you should all listen to it. It, it was, was good. fabulous, fabulous was, message. Oh, you were there. I was yeah, there. You actually heard it. Yeah. yeah, the best message I heard that day. Yeah, <laughs> thanks by a, by a lot. By, yeah. by, by influence, it wasn't even close. <laughs> by a full Rizzy, <laughs> it's about the length of the arm. The full Rizzy, cubit, uh, if you will. Uh, so Noah built the ark, and it was forty arizes wide. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, see, we're ruining it. This is why we yeah. don't use words like this. Yeah, true. But we just lost our whole uh, thirteen to twenty-one yeah. audience. <laughs> They're just like, like they were locked yeah. in. Unsubscribe. Like, I am no thumbs longer down, a subscriber. <laughs> but um, no. So it was four soils, and really, it ties in well into our next series. To our next series, uh, foundations. And which we're starting this week, which for most of you will be this past week. And um, it's good. It's going to be a, a series that, again, you'll hear the intro and get the whole feel of it, uh, of what the series is about. But it was a good, it was a good, like, like pref- preface, if you will. Like, if you open yeah. up a book, it's a preface. That's mm-hmm. what it was. I like it. To the, uh, to the series. And so, yeah. What'd you, what'd you teach uh, on, Micah? Long Beach. Man, I just, I just sat down and I was like, man. I just wanted to share some lessons that I've learned over the first nine years of opening Long Beach. So put down five. I mean, there was one of those that like, oh, this, 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 this. But I just picked five lessons that God's either worked or working in me. I mean, as simple as ministry is tough, but it's worth it. All the way to one moment with God can change anything, can change everything. I was looking just at our church. And I mean, all of us, like so many times there's this one moment that, God just did a deep work in my heart. Like something, something shifted in my life. Uh, obviously, salvation, but also just maybe, maybe that first time I responded to the leading of the Holy Spirit in action or something like that. So, shared just some of those types of things. It was real laid back, but just able to share a lot of just pastoral heart. So, I really enjoyed it. I think one of the points was adversity either solidifies or divides. You know those types of things. So, just had a good time with it. But you know, I did not go fifty-two minutes. But yeah, I was going to ask you how long you preached. I think it was 35. Wow. Yeah. Look at this guy. Mike is well, so good. To. No, you have to. He's, he's really it's two services. Yeah. Two services is true. Yeah. That's to. the problem. We need to get ourselves into two services. Let's trick ourselves. Yeah. We have a second yeah. service coming up. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do I, like that you just said nine years, man. Nine years you've been yeah, it's crazy. having launched LB. That's how long I've been on the team. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. September 7th. I, I just, it's hard. It's just to hear that as well. Yeah. Man. Like a decade. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. feel like it. But then it does. That's <laughs> true. If, that's I, think ministry, of, that's if ministry. I think about the positive side, it's, it's like this like is it. really, <laughs> yeah. I've got a show and tell. Do you? Yeah. What you got, man? Every student pastor that has been a student pastor here at Northwood Church, it's like there. You know how uh, when offices change, there's there. You know, there's a passing of the mantle. Um, we have something similar here, and it's the passing of 
one of our original shirts. Oh, dude. Wow. So this shirt is <laughs> literally go. probably yes. 25 to 30 years old. And this is, this is so good. It says straight gate, and it's got sin. Wait, wait, unfold it a little bit. Oh, no. It's got sin. Oh, no, dude. Got to cross it out. Dude, that's I remember the back. Sin. I don't dude, remember the front. The back is even better. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Yes. Saved. Saved. To the. To the bone. Dude. Dude, we said no sin. No sin. No get sin. Get that sin out of here. The only way that you get rid of the sin <laughs> is you be got be to be saved. saved. Bone. Do you know the song? Oh boy. Do you remember the song? Y'all know the song? Know, I do Have not you ever heard the song? song? Oh, there's a song. No, there's, there's a song. <laughs> there's Shut always yes. a song. Give it to us. All right. <laughs> Shit, I got to bring a guitar up here and keep it up here. That way I can... Yeah. I can but it's... Um, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm saved to the bone. No turning back. Oh. Holy Ghost filled, and that's the fact. I got a fire burning in my soul, and I'm saved to the bone. Dude, imagine I'm like saved to the bone. Oh yeah, dancing like a Rambo going on a tambo wild. here. Yeah. <laughs> dude, about to pull it out, man. Everybody <laughs> rocking their save to the oh, bone shirt. Oh yes, dude. dude Peach color. We have to re-record that. Oh, uh, let's go. We have to. I can play the piano part. Dude, we dude, and just hit him on a Sunday morning. I've with never it. heard That's a song it, one, and I'm sure I can shred dude, all of it. Imagine what the <laughs> it's it's the one yeah. bounce to the bone. No tournament seven. Yes. Holy Ghost filled yeah. and that back to one. I got a fire burning yeah. in my soul, and I'm seven four one. Yeah, yeah. I know. Imagine it. if yeah. the church got it, hit with that know on a Sunday morning, though. Dude, song one. We're not like going to have to no imagine it <laughs> in about a month. <laughs> All the visitors are just like, oh, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. So regarding that shirt, you uh, you passed that on to me when I came on set. I did, yeah. As, as a student pastor. Yeah. And uh, when you planted Ocean <laughs> Springs. <laughs> when I planted Ocean Springs, I, I passed it back. Because yeah. <laughs> you went back. I've been in possession of this shirt for about... 15 years. But what you don't know pastor at Northwood ever. <laughs> what you don't know is that I had a holy reverence and fear that I would lose the shirt. And so so I hid the shirt. I, I, I put it on one time. Yeah. The anointing fell on me. Yeah. I took it back off. The anointing stayed <laughs> on the me. Mantle. Yeah. And, uh, the mantle. And, I, and I buried I buried the, the shirt in I my closet and, and remember where it was so I could give it back. Thank you. Yeah. When yeah. Micah dies, we're going to put that in your casket. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to? Yeah. We're going to be like, last thing, he's going to be like, you know, old, decrepit. Yeah. And we're going to play and the song. We're going to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he saved to the bone. <laughs> Mike is going to muster up every bit of energy left <laughs> He's going to go and throw it out the casket on the way down. I'm going to be tucked up underneath it. Tuck my feet up underneath it. That's my blanket. His eyes grew dim. Yes. That's it. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, so it'll find its way. We'll find a good spot for it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll sit up there. Thank you so much for that, man. Yeah, that's good. That's That's good times, man. Yeah. Good times. We got one more thing. So we have a segment. It's called Dead Theologian. Not Theologically Dead Guy. Yeah. That's a different Actually name. very alive. <laughs> theologically Dead Guy. Although, I mean, it's kind of fun. So, so um, I mean, we can go different routes with this one. You know, we can always reach back and grab from a book that we have here. Yeah. We okay. can Google something. I went last time. Somebody else go. Oh, man, I'm not prepared for this. Well, you just... Grab just and go. reach and grab one. I mean, there you got. There's Spurgeon. We got Spurgeon. Holy Spirit. Spurgeon oh. on the Spirit, man. All right, Spurgeon. Let's see what he's got to say. Holy Spirit. Holy Spurgeon on the Spirit. That's the way the title. <laughs> yeah, reads. they didn't think through that one very well. All right, we're gonna go to. Uh, I feel like we need to go to page seventy-seven. Ooh, oh, numerology. Man. Everything like matters. Everything wow. Matters. Dude, we got to get like a keyboard up here for this moment. We do. It's the personality of the Holy Spirit, actions and deeds. So actions and deeds are ascribed to the Holy Spirit. Therefore, he must be a person. You read in the first chapter of the book of Genesis that the Spirit hovered over the surface of the earth when it was as yet all disorder and confusion. This world was once a mass of chaotic matter with no order. It was like the valley of darkness and of the shadow of death. God, the Holy Spirit, spread his wings over it. He sowed the seas of life in it. The germs from which all beings sprang were implanted by him. He impregnated the earth so that it became capable of life. 
Mm. Charles Spurgeon. Poetic. Do you agree? (laughs) (laughs) Most of it is, you know, he took a little poetic licensure there, but (laughs) most of it, uh, I I don't think that the fact that, what what did he say? Actions and deeds is what validates his personhood. Personhood, right. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe he's got an angle on that, but I think more for me, like Christ just calling him him validates his personhood mm-hmm. um i think speaking of him as a person you know looking at christ doing that you know but i'd have to look at that to understand yeah. really where he's coming from yeah i like the part about uh creation and yeah. uh the fact that the spirit like, it was chaos one of the things about how god created the heavens and the earth and and he said that it was good was that he was saying it was good it was optimal it was in order yeah and there was there was shalom you know peace shalom that it, all things were in order and uh, of course, we know sin and, and everything disrupted that. But um, that's yeah. those are those are big ideas, big thoughts. Yeah, we read one paragraph. We Just said, one. What do you think? <laughs> do you disagree? He wrote a whole book on Charles it. Charles Spurgeon. We're like, do we cancel Spurgeon or not? <laughs> Drop a comment. Let us know what you think. If they watch it, hit us in the email. NC Unscripted at Northwood.Church. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah. All the things. All yep. the things. See you next week.